Hello and welcome to the 32nd episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them about their starting industry, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split to two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Warlocks by one more level. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Uh, okay, I'll go first, I guess. Yes. So my name is Max, and I'm the programmer behind Warlocks. Um, it's my, I don't know, like, which product, which product is I've been working on in this in the industry, let's call it that, uh, for a while now. But it is like the first bigger product that actually took off, and I'm really glad to be part of it. And, yeah, that's it. Okay, so I'm Dusan Hatshe, and I'm the designer behind Warlocks. Uh, I'm designing all those cool abilities that you can use in the game and stuff. Yeah, and I'm responsible for bugs. Yeah. So Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> that too. That's a good intro. See, the first question is always the easiest. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> Describe yourself, and then it gets worse. Um, so the second question is, um, I love this one as well, because it gives you an inkling of where, you, you know, where you've been and where you're going. Is, uh, where, how did you make your start making, making video games? Um, so for me, it was kind of like, I've always wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. I've been programming since my very early childhood because it okay. was something that was kind of shown to me when I was young. Uh, it's like, like a, because of like a friend of my family, which was like a pro programmer, and then I kind of picked programming. And then me and Dushan actually met in middle school, and that's when we started doing games together. Okay. So I would have to say that when I started doing games, I already started to, doing with Dushan. And I've been doing this with him together for, well, eight years. ever since. Yeah, for eight years now. I'm just curious. I mean, this show is very much about developer and how you go about doing things. But we don't yeah. do too much detail. We don't generally talk about coding because as interesting as you would find it, for the vast majority of the audience, it seems way over their heads. Um, yeah. Because it is very much an extraordinary art, if you want to a phrase. Um, but... What sort of things was it like just basic you started off with or did you go straight for C or what have you? What, what was it? Was it other tools that you delve in, dove, dove into when you, when you were learning? Oh, I actually started off with uh, C. Wow. But, yeah, okay. I started, you know, uh, it was like, it were like basic console programs and stuff like that. Okay. And then I slowly moved on to more juicy stuff okay. and then games. Yeah. Right. The real stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, games can be. Uh, I do ask computers to do things that I quite frankly don't yeah. want to do. Uh, I don't want to do this yet. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Come on, because that's the history of it. Isn't it? I mean, I'm very, very old. So I remember back in the day in the eight bits where they had no hard, they had no memory, and they had to throw everything at the hardware, and so everything was written in assembly, pretty much, in order to get uh, it to function. Uh, that's fun which, too, but. Yeah, funny, it's, funny in a weird way, though. In a weird way, yeah. It's like it's like punching your face over and over again to get something to work. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty, but when it horrible. works, it's, it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, so that, that's how you, make, you, you basically grew up together making various video games. Yeah. Were, they, were they 
based on stuff you you played, or was it like I could do better, or did you modify existing stuff, or all of the above? Hmm. I think we we try to go for the approach to make something better than right. Even though we we couldn't at that point, but yes, still, still we tried. Yeah, it was funny because we started doing games, and uh, well, we basically didn't have knowledge nor like skills to do it. So you know, our making games was a bit like, okay, let's make main menu, one mechanic, and that's it. <laughs> Move to the next product because yeah. we couldn't we couldn't do it, we couldn't finish it. No, finishing and, the finishing of games. Which I'm sure you figured this out by now. Very hard, and it's a major milestone for a developer, even if it's a rubbish game. Yeah, exactly. At least they finished it, you know. Um, sometimes you think you maybe should have started, but at least they finished <laughs> it, and that's fine. So, yeah. yeah, go on. Moving swiftly on then to our third question. Um, what are your biggest influences? Now, this is a big question, and a lot of developers... The episodes before have difficulty answering this because it's a bit broad. So let me give you some help. Um, what I'm asking here is it could be anything. It could be something you keep on gravitating towards around, something you've you've always drawn from, and it could be an idea. It could be a genre of something. It could, it could be a pet. I don't mind. But what is the thing you think drives you the most and really keeps on being drawn out and definitely says yep that's something that one more level would make what's that mm. thing what's that's, a difficult, that's a difficult question yeah that's, that's for sure yeah. hmm. <laughs> I, I guess that's mainly the other games that we play that's yeah. a common one that I get and yeah. it's a good, perfectly good and fantastic yeah, that's, answer it's a reasonable answer I guess it's a reasonable yeah. answer to say well what else it's like you ask a musician what inspires yeah. them. You say, are they musicians? And, it's, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, yeah, it's not like Moon inspires me to make games. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, but you'd be surprised. Some people do get inspired by the Moon to make yeah, games. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, that's, um, that's fine. So... <laughs> I'm just not a Moon guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, look at your game. You clearly, you know, it's called Warlock, so it's you know you've yeah. got that um, high fantasy stuff happening in that experience. Uh, and there's some really funny characters. I think they're funny. Some of them are bonkers. One of them, um, which I'll talk about later, I have a bone to pick with you. Like, yeah, what the hell? Anything now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, be as it may. Um, so, yeah, that's a perfectly valid and good answer. In fact, I'm happy to hear the best video game developers are the ones who play lots of games, I believe. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, my own experience, um, I'm not a developer, but I am a DM or GM. And I believe the best DMs of pen and paper RPGs are the ones that play a lot as well. Oh, you play pen yeah. and paper? I do, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so do we. We do that too, yeah. Yeah, so the best DMs are the ones who play as well. You know what I mean? The play Because they can empathise. They would do rubbish things to players because they, they are one as well, you know? So it's, you know, torturing players as a DM is not fun. For the DM it is, but not for the game as a whole. So... You know, you don't go out there to kill them. Um, sometimes you want to, especially when they do things you're not supposed to. But uh... <laughs> yeah, but it's also like the the best way to learn stuff. I mean, you look at how others do it, and then you copy that at first, and then you improve it. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So, 
what or who do you most admire in the video admire in the video game industry uh, as regards to developer who 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 do you look to and go they they're doing stuff I like oh they're awesome for me that would be the anonymous developer of Dota game you know Dota. <laughs> I, I think I've heard of Dota. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little game. game. Oh, a couple of people play it, I understand. There was yeah. some event that happened in Seattle about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. A yeah, people showed up for that's it. That's the game. That's the that's, game. That's the, I think we could be less sarcastic now, but yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, but... Mobile, I find it's fascinating, the, but that's... It's the designer that goes by the name of Icefrog. Okay. And he's like this an anonymous designer that does just so many things right, and nobody even knows his name. It's just weird. I mean, yeah, having, we have internet now, and people still don't know his name. But uh, I kind of like this guy because he made this 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 game, this genre, so big in terms of esports and and even casual players. So that's awesome. I, I find it fascinating that here's a game that you don't even have to buy. In any way, you can play yeah. the same experience, give or take, without spending a dime on it. Just a single penny, and you still get all everything. And, yeah, and, and yet yeah. people actually spend money on it, you know, the skins. Lots of money. Well, they, they spend uh, money on the whole UI, don't they? You can buy all sorts yeah. of things. You can change all the sounds. Um, apparently, they've changed the sounds to the Stanley Parable narrator. Yeah, it's very very funny. Apparently. I got it. It's cool. It is because <laughs> <laughs> um, Stanley Parable is a funny game. Uh, in fact, it's hilarious, but only for those who understand games, I believe. Um, but um, yeah, Dota is a triumph, and the creators Valve and their minions are very very clever people. Well done. Um, okay, it's a good 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 one. Yeah, yeah Dota. Um, I'm not a great player because I find it too beguiling. Um, also, I'm a journalist. So I play lots and lots of games. Oh my, you know, woe is me. Little little violin now coming out. Then mind. <laughs> um, so the last question is my favourite question to ask um, developers because it gives me a hint about gives me a hint about what the previous questions I've asked. What are you currently playing? And it could be anything. It can be tabletop as well, but it doesn't matter. What are you actually playing that isn't, of course, Warlocks? Uh, recently we have uh, together with our group of friends mm-hmm. uh, me and Max uh, picked up uh, the Counter-Strike Global Offensive the newest one and we are playing it like every evening which game is this sorry? Glo- uh, Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike yeah Global oh. Offensive oh Counter-Strike yeah, yeah. is DE Dust still a map? Of a yeah, yeah it's the most popular one I can still. do that my eyes closed now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Utterly it's ridiculous. It is. It's well. Other people don't think so because it's like everyone knows it now. It's like a meme, isn't it? It's almost become a meme. I mean, I remember seeing. I remember seeing a picture of a someone built a sandcastle. It wasn't a sandcastle. It was de dust in sand. Like, oh, <laughs> really, really. You, you're probably not married, are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible thing to say, but no, we saw it. It was just we. Everyone applauded. I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. Someone did a sandcastle of that lovely level. Well, how is it then? Because I haven't played this new free-to-play game version of it. Uh, they are improving it a lot, like adding new weapons, balance, uh, more weapons are usable now. 
It is free but, to play, isn't it? Or am I going crazy? No, no, it's it's oh. not free to play. It's it costs like uh, fourteen euros or something. Okay, all right, so about ten pounds. But it's still okay. got skins. Yeah. Right. Right. So they do yeah. microtransactions yeah. on top of that. But it no, oh, that's interesting. Counter Strike. And there's a group of you playing it in the same room together with. The no, no, no. Oh, okay. no, no. Everyone is comfy at his own room. Oh, that's it. <laughs> We don't want to see each other's faces. No, uh, yelling at each other. I said go left. What? <laughs> yeah. Where is left, right? Yeah, yeah. Go for the bomb. No. No. I'm not defusing it. I'm not. Because I know what's going to happen. I'm, oh, look, I'm dead. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. Those conversations. That kind of sums it up. Yeah. And, um, you know, who's my point man? Where's, oh, God. <laughs> and the thing about those counter or any team-based squad games I've found over the years because I played Call of Duty 1 all back in the day as a... In a, in oh, a, I, I did. I, I, so did I, actually. In a, in a clan and everything. It was great. Uh, we played yeah. H- headquarters a lot. Headquarters? Um, yeah, headquarters. That was the yeah. mode of play we get on. And uh, Wasn't yeah. like Search and Destroy the most popular one? I think so, but we liked that mode. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that was fine. And... Um, I remember just like yelling at everyone, going, "We have to work as a team, you know. You are meant to be giving me cover, right?" Oh, yeah, that's something we're supposed to do. And it turns out, if you want that, you have to play Armor Three. You know, if you want that, just play. You know, but anyway. So, anything else apart from shooting each other in the face? Hmm. Well, as far as I go, I still play Dota. You know, of course, about it, yeah. it's given, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there's that uh, yeah go on cool. uh, I have just finished The Walking Dead season 2 by okay. Telltale I mean I've heard mixed things about that did you enjoy it did you think it yeah, was I, I as good it, at least as the first season I or? think it, it was a little worse or at least it had uh, less meaningful choices but but it's still was fun to play, yeah. Okay, okay. I haven't dove into that yet. Too distracted by games like yours. I'm not saying that because you're here, but I just get like, oh, I should get onto that, and then I get distracted by something shiny. Yeah, that's that's the perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we all do. So, thanks for that. Let's uh, move on to the second half of the show now, where we do indeed talk about Warlocks. Is this quite frankly crazy bonkers game? Uh, 
So Warlocks is like a side-scroller, 2D, kind of like arena fighter, brawler, slash action RPG, slash a lot of buzzwords uh, game, which is heavily inspired on Risk of Rain. I don't know if you know that indie game. Yes. It used to be popular. I mean, it is popular still. But what we did with Risk of Rain, we... Uh, we moved it to like Mages universe, and then we focused heavily on combat, and polishing the combat, making it fluid, smooth, dynamic, and making it fun. So that's what Warlocks uh, focuses on combat. Oh yes, it does. Yeah, I don't think yeah, it does. It, it does it great. We have also added uh, versus mode, so you can play uh, together with your friends uh, to battle. Okay. Just mages, yeah. Yeah, so in versus mode, this game kind of feels a little bit like a fighting game. Uh, at least that's what uh, th- that's the feedback we got when we showcased the game on like local events in Poland and even on Gamescom. We were there. So it's four players, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's four, it's four players in co-op, and then you can also play four players in versus mode. That's right, yeah, which gets really insane. And there's basically a series of arenas, which yep. has monsters spawning from predefined spots on the map. Yep. It's a 2D map, which is a box that actually has room larger than the screen, mm-hmm. only That's slightly, right. but it is slightly larger than the screen. And there is a series of warlocks, and they have different abilities of... Huge differing abilities. Yeah. Some, you know, some you have to play completely different to the others. Yeah, I, th- um, I think I think that's the beauty of it is that each character is like really different. Not not because we just say it's different and it's got a different name and different stats, but each character has a really different play style that you got to learn. Yeah. And if you don't know how to utilize your skills, you're just gonna get you know wrecked. <laughs> it's kind of like Smash Brothers. Yeah, uh, a bit like. A bit, only this is the extreme because the the abilities, the way, the the movement even, is just different from each character. Whereas Smash Brothers, all the controls are pretty much the same and they all just have unique abilities, Um, like special special attacks. That's what I found when playing Smash Brothers, especially the most recent one, which I did play at I have to play it, yeah. Yeah, um, I played it at PAX for about 20 minutes and I got destroyed. Um, no, I, I need to. I need to stop. This is embarrassing. But uh, hey, <laughs> not not here to talk about that. But it, is, it did remind me that same kind of vibe. This is a good thing to be yeah. compared to such a, a lofty title as that. To say warlocks, there's lots of similarities there. And the multiplayer is it online as well? I can't remember. Uh, it's just local right now. It's local, but it's going to be online in the final release. Awesome. Um, Local multiplayer has become you know a huge thing right now, and you know we have events. There's something called the Wild Rumpus. Have you ever heard of this? Mm. Um, it's an it's like a movement. It's a genuine movement throughout the world, mm. where basically these are events that have uh, indie game developers come together in a large venue, and they're all basically multiplayer local multiplayer games. And uh-huh. because most people can't really do that easily, they actually just bring people together to say, play our game locally. It'd be awesome. It'd be fun. And I went to one last year, and they had Nidhogg, for example, and people were just going crazy over Nidhogg. 
because you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's awesome. So yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure if there's something in Poland, but it's just it's a worldwide happens all over the world. It's just like these crop up every now and again. It's called Wild Rumpus, and it's just silliness where people just get together, complete strangers, start playing with video games with each other, like they used to back in the day. Uh, only this time we've all some video games. Yeah, they were called LAN parties, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. like that, but this is more like. It's this one computer with five controllers or oh, something yeah. attached yeah. to it, so it's not quite the same. It's actually people holding controllers, um, usually PS4 controllers now, I've found, because they're probably slightly better than the 360. <laughs> I know, heresy, but it's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next question is specifically about what my experience is. I've just found that Warlocks is very much a risk-reward game. I found it requires the player to understand the character's abilities in some depth in order to succeed. So noting how different they all are, these characters, how have you balanced the abilities and how do you communicate those abilities to the player? Okay, balance, Dushan. Oh, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Question, yeah. Mm. We That's played around it until it worked. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it basically that? that? Yeah. We just played, played, make changes, and until it works. Yeah. I see. So you, you basically just because it's not really a numbers game. It's not. A, it's not like an MMO, which is basically two spreadsheets fighting each other. And I mean, you, you can know. just you can foresee what everyone is gonna do with uh, the game. So you actually have to. Maybe not play uh, with each other only, but also watch others play the game because some people just don't know how to play right. games. You know, it's, or maybe uh, that, or they this, the, they're having difficulty. Yeah, that's my next point yeah. is that how do you communicate to the player that they can do this? Or yeah, this, that's right. This ability does that. So how have you got over that? It's purely by play testing, is it? No, no. We, we're still gonna add like a little tutorial section at the beginning because now it doesn't have any. So. No, no, it just throws you in. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's awesome. But for everyone, some people are just you know just holding the controller and you know what, what am I doing this? What am I doing here? No, that's I think hard to watch, but... yeah, it's all about prior knowledge. Some yeah. people have a you know when you when you play an RTS and not going through the early missions, like can we just get on with it? I know how to build a base. I know how yeah. to build. I know. I know. Oh. That's, that's now you so... can build a unit. Like oh god. <laughs> That's also the funny part because we uh, recently added a small like tutorial sheets with every character's skills description mm-hmm. to yeah. the newest build, and like new players just kind of skipped it, and they didn't know what to do next. So like they, they proceed to only use one one yeah. ability. Yeah, just read it. It's right on the screen. No, well, that's because you're encountering what I find is a lot of computer users genuinely don't read dialogue boxes. Yeah, they don't. They don't. That, that's you, get, so you get an error message, a beautifully, exquisitely written error message, right? Do you read it or do you get angry about the message in, yeah. there in the first place <laughs> and you just yeah. go, Stop showing me this. Just <laughs> stop showing this. Hit cancel. Like, even though they describe why the error occurred. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. And then they get angry because they don't know what to do. So. It's something about reading stuff off the screen is difficult. There's something yeah. about it. And yep. that. 
Rampage. Maybe we have to like sing it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe then it will be. What's the giant klaxon? <laughs> red flashing, going. What have you done? You know. Yeah. That might that might help. Yeah, when we steal this idea. <laughs> so the next question is kind of related to the first one. Um, well, first one, one previous one, I was going to say. First one was introducing you to, so that'd be a bit weird. Um, there are different arenas. Um, how have you gone about designing these? I'm assuming that there is a, there, of course, there's an element of design yeah. to them. What's the what's the the boundaries within you work within to make sure that these arenas are interesting, create good uh, arenas to or experience or environments to to play the game in. How have you got about designing those? So after a little bit of experimenting, we have uh, noticed that. Uh, you you can't uh, add too much uh, variety in the in those arenas, but because the most fun in the gameplay you have when uh, when the arenas are just plain simple, like a few platforms there and and here, and uh, the like uh, you need to add variety with monsters and special. Special elements. So I did notice that the platforms are quite sparse. So you're saying that's a yeah. deliberate ploy to keep it simple. Yeah. You get some verticality, but not that much. I mean, you don't want ladders and swings flying around. Yeah. Or maybe just, you do later on, I don't know. Yeah, later on we do add a little bit of those elements, uh, mainly like in the second world, which is heavily uh, like tech. tech real, it's like high-tech world. Okay. So there's a bit of that there. By the way, what Dishon was saying is that we found out that players actually got dis- distracted at the beginning of the game with like different elements just flying around and they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They already have a hard time just you know yeah. fighting uh, a monster uh, uh, which is I'm, like five feet away. I'm there's coming on to that them, second, and people go. are like, still, <laughs> like, oh my god, you know what is happening? So. Yeah, when we're designing the, the worlds, we have to kind of scale it and at the beginning keep it simple and then just slowly add, add variety once the player uh, advances through the game. So I've had a few multiplayer sessions with this game. Yeah. And uh, it's terrific fun, lots of yelling. Um, and a score. Throwing, throwing score. a controller. Not quite because they're expensive, but you know. Thrown up against the cushion, going, come on! But one of the feedback points I've got, I want to feedback to you, is action can get pretty pretty frantic to the point where there's a lot of pyrotechnics flying around the screen and it's difficult to see where one is. Uh, How are you balancing the visual feedback to the players versus its, its functionality? Do you find there's a struggle with that? I guess it's kind of hard to keep the balance mm. because at the same time you want it to be a little bit chaotic because that's also that's also the thrill and fun but you also got to keep it clear in terms of visuals and what is happening exactly so people can recognize skills. And I guess it's even harder because we as developers kind of know how everything looks like, how every interaction <laughs> looks like. So it's even harder to just kind of step away from that and you know look like a new player who doesn't know like what anything looks like. So that's definitely a case of um, 
playtesting once again, isn't it? Yeah. You, you yeah. don't know because you can fly all sorts of things. Like, I know where this is going. I know what it's doing because I know it's going to happen. You know yeah, exactly. that a particular effect is going to happen. You're prepared for it. And you, yeah, yeah, you anticipate yeah. it. Whereas the new player, I, I don't know that vibe. Massive fireball is so, going to shoot across the screen and kill him. I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I just guess we're, we're still going to tune it a bit once we go to the phase where we're going to bring like our friends to, to sit down, play the game, and then just observe them. What exactly are they doing? Well, what are they talking about? What do they have troubles with? And then based on that feedback, we're going to do the fine tuning, as I said. Okay. So, um, my last question this goes back to the new player experience and something I ask a lot of developers of certain games, especially ones like this, because it does require uh, a lot of uh, concentration to make sure that you're balancing your uh, exposure to risk versus actually executing your moves. I don't want to break it down too much like that, but it generally feels like that, that you're meant to you know, you see your abilities, you see your rate of health, you see the threat, and then say, well, I have to kill this somehow <laughs> in, in, in the most efficient way possible. So knowing that, knowing this kind of game, what is, and then you only got one, what is the single piece of advice you would give to a new player who's just sat down to play Warlocks, excluding reading the dialogue boxes? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the one thing you'd say, this is really you should know before even... Not how to play the game. You've explained how to play it. That's a given. What's the tip that you would give to a player? Uh, I'd say try using everything. <laughs> so yeah, using like, all the abilities, yeah. Yeah, because so some, pe- some, people, some people really get fixated on like one ability. So they use first ability, they know how it works, and they're like... Okay, so I get my ability. I'm not going to use anything else. And, yeah, what we're saying is just experiment a little bit, you know. What try, I've, try yeah. to get the compass going. What I found, exactly. Thank you. The best <laughs> way to win in this game is to use all four abilities, or possibly yeah, exactly. five, and uh, you get these amazing combos. There's one, the first one, the ninja. I think he's a ninja. He's something, anyway. He's got a big sword. <laughs> yeah, the rainer. The rainer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, um... He's great because he's very fast. He nips across the map really, really quickly. You can't really catch him. Trust me, I know this. And um, he also stuns people, and he does this little shield thing, and he does all these combos to actually make his, you know, you know, dashing ability with yeah. his sword much better. And it seems to me that's the design of him, is that uh, the first ability is the base ability, and everything else enhances that. It, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, wondering we if have, that... we have built him around that first dash ability. Yeah, and he's the easiest to play, I have to say. Um, there's another one that I played with dirty great wings and big sort of metal armor. I can't remember what one is called. Ah, uh, Christian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got a big gun thing. He's, he's very yeah. He's very different, very different, and very interesting to play as well. Um, but it seems to be quite... He's more ranged than anything. He seems to drop things down and then he's like, okay, I'm going to bug out. <laughs> shoot things at range. That's how I found players, certainly myself, that it's like taking them on a range. But that's that's right. You, you, I think that is the best piece of advice is 
See all those abilities at the bottom of the screen, which is clearly labelled? Yeah. Use them all. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, they, well, some of them have got a long recharge, because that's quite important, isn't it? The fact that yeah. each ability yeah. has a recharge to it, um, apart from the base one, I think. Although the base one has one, but it's the, everything else has. But if you chain those together, hell can be unleashed, can't it, pretty much? <laughs> if you chain them together properly. Um, so... Yeah, that's an interesting design decision on that for, for creating those combos. So yeah. that's pretty much it for the show. Um, where can you get? Where can you find out more about the game? Because it's a um, Kickstarter right now, isn't it? So you can just look up Warlocks. Is that right? Yeah, Warlocks on Kickstarter. Right, and also it's... also like Facebook fan page. Okay, yeah. you just you just gotta type Warlocks and there's the game. Awesome. You can also find it on T-Story, right? Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> and it's going to be on what format? So it's on PC and Mac right now, yeah? Or is it... Yeah, and it will also be released on Linux. On Linux, so you can yeah. have it on a Steam box, for example. Yeah, that exists. That so. would work. Yeah, well, a friend of mine built one over Christmas. I did as well, but it wasn't quite a Steam box. It hasn't got SteamOS on it. It's got Windows <laughs> <laughs> I cheated. <laughs> I cheated. I just like. Does it have I... at least like Steam logo on it, or just? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's all that. <laughs> but it still boots into Windows. You know, it still boots <laughs> into Steam eventually. Close enough. Close enough. But it's like I said, I want thirty thousand games, not just twelve. And like, <laughs> so anyway. Um, but that's good to know. And it's all coming out on the Wii U as well. That's the intention. Yeah, the Wii U. Oh, yeah. That's the newest edition. Yeah. Very good. Nintendo Wii U. Yeah. Kind of the console you know. How have you found working on that? I mean, I'm assuming you started. Or you oh, okay, started. you haven't started working on the console yet. Okay. It'd be like the last thing, porting. And... So what's the aim of the Kickstarter fund, crowdfunding? Why have you... Well, I say why. I mean, what, what's, what's it, what's, what's it, what would people be funding if they were to back it? Just give an idea so they know what's going on. Uh, I guess they would be finding uh, the final development of the game to 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 release it as fast as possible and to make it available on all those platforms with all the the publishing and stuff like that. And yeah, it would work really well on the Vita, wouldn't it? For example. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah, but also the, yeah, again, what, what did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> the PS Vita it worked very well on on that machine. Yeah, we were gonna be there eventually. I mean, there are stretch goals for it. So I guess it's kind of dependent on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So go back our game. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it on Vita. On Vita. Oh, there will be a link uh, on the show notes for the Florida Kickstarter. Uh, hey, it worked with uh, you know, Chaos Reborn. That was, that was backed and funded. So good to have yeah. Warlocks as well. Because um, we had uh, uh, Chaos Reborn uh, on, on Cross Returns, as I say. Uh, on on this show, and uh, that was in the midst of the Kickstarter, and a week later it got funded. I'm not sure if you got anything to do with it. I don't know. All right, all right. But, uh... <laughs> I got to wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> so... You got seven days, man. <laughs> it's a long time in Kickstarter land. So yeah. again, thank you very much for both for being on the show. Really appreciate it, and wish you the very best of luck uh, in the, in the, the Kickstarter and Warlocks as a whole. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks.
And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review. And you can also, don't forget, listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there. You just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me, any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer who listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Bye!